The blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. hosts adam and john space welcome to throwback trivia takedown a no holds barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory i'm your host john spees and i'm your co-host jody Steele. thank you jody for joining us today adam couldn't be here so i found somebody better oh <laughs> ouch i won't tell him you said that that's all right he'll hear or maybe this. i will he knows <laughs> today we have two contenders ready to give our quiz game the old college try in one corner He's got skill, but he has no chill. When he throws his opponents on the grill, it's Will the Thrill Dennison. Will, welcome Hello. back to the show, sir. Thank you, thank you. How are you? I'm doing good, sir. Uh, remind the folks at home a little bit about you. Sure. Uh, my name is Will Dennison. I am a Catholic defense attorney ninja, so basically daredevil. I live about 60 miles northwest of Chicago, and I'm a big fan of the Spees Boys, at least uh, John. <laughs> That's right. In the other corner, she ain't smelly, she likes jelly, and she'll kick your butt from here to New Delhi, it's Kelly McClure. Hi, Kelly, how are you doing? Hey, I'm excellent, John, how are you? Good, remind the folks at home a little bit about you. I'm Kelly McClure, I'm a digital software product manager for a major med tech company, um, live just outside of Raleigh, North Carolina, um, and it is pouring down rain outside for the first time in like two weeks, so I'm super happy. Always like a good rain. Except here in Vegas, uh, where a good rain usually leads to a flash flood. All right, folks, well, let's learn how to play the game. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, before we get started, I, of course, want to know Will and Kelly just a little bit better. And uh, since I had uh, Mexican tonight and I'm on a food kick, I want you to tell me what's your favorite Mexican food item? I'll count Tex-Mex as well, but basically Mexican food item. Well, I'm going to throw a shout out to my lovely wife, Mary Jo, who, for some unknown reason, a white girl from the middle of Iowa makes really, really, really good chicken enchiladas. Hmm. I'm on a sweet kick right now, so I'm gonna say churros. Oh, this is a t- this is this is a tough one. I do love a good chicken enchilada. It's nice and hot and filling. I am a fatty, 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 and I do like myself some churros. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna be healthy today. I'm gonna pick the chicken enchiladas. They're not that healthy. That's why they're good. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, she is from Iowa, and I, being myself also from Iowa, I can understand. Because uh, my grandmother's food was the best, and none of it was healthy. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to pick, get to pick first in round one. What category would you like? Uh, let's start off with a bang and go with sports. Deportes. 
All right. And your decade is the 2000s. The malice at the palace occurred during a game between what two NBA teams on Friday, November 19th, 2004? It started when Ben Wallace attempted a layup shot but was fouled from behind by Ron Artest. A furious Wallace then shoved Artest, and a fight broke out on the court between a few players from both squads. All right, so I am 100% positive on one of those teams, <laughs> and I was, I was that before the names and before... Uh, the location, any of that. Um, I don't know the other one, um, but I know that Ron Artest was drafted by the Bulls, and I believe he's a New York guy, and I think he played with the Knicks after he was a Bull. So I'm going to say the Detroit Pistons and the New York Knicks. The Pistons and the Knicks is incorrect. Kelly, can you steal? See, and I had the same one. It's like, okay, it's the Palace. It's Palace of Auburn Hills. So Pistons is one of them, um, but... That's the only thing I know about basketball. So I'm going to go with a guess and say the Bulls, just because Will mentioned them and they're another team. <laughs> All right. It's definitely not the Bulls. The Piston and the Bull- Pistons and the Bulls is also, unfortunately, incorrect. And, yes, you guys did get the uh, Pistons correct. Did you say whether it was the finals in the question? Uh, I, I did not did. say that. Okay. Okay, good, because that would have been a stupid mistake. Uh, this was the Pistons and the Pacers. All right. All right. That's all right. No harm, no foul. And we are bat- or we are over to Kelly for her first pick. I'm going to take food. Mm-mm, food. And your decade is the 70s. I whipped together some eggs, crispy crumbled bacon, shredded Swiss cheese, and some cream. I'm going to toss them all together, add some salt and pepper, and dump it into a pre-baked pie shell and slide it into the oven. What 1970s classic, partly named after a northeastern region of France, will I be enjoying in about an hour? The only thing I can think of is quiche. So, ooh, quiche Lorraine. Quiche Lorraine is correct. Yes. I was going to ask you to be more specific if you just said quiche. All right, Kelly's got a point, and we are back over to Will. Uh, Let's go with movies. All right. It's back to the 2000s for you, sir. Taylor Dooley and Taylor Lautner starred as what duo in a 2005 Robert Rodriguez film? Starred as a duo in a Robert Rodriguez film from 2005. You're asking for the film or the duo? The duo. I don't have much of an idea, and I'm pretty sure this is wrong. I'll say Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin is incorrect. Kelly, can you steal? Lordy. The only thing I know about Taylor Lautner is Twilight. (laughs) Uh, I was trying to think if I could identify anything else he had been in. A duo from 2005. Um, I have no idea. No guess. All right. Jody, any idea? Is that Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Shark Boy and Lava Girl was what I was looking for. Yeah. I have a brother who's much younger than me, so I was a little too old for it, but he was right in the right age, so it was one of those on repeat at the house for a while. Robert Rodriguez directed a Shark Boy and Lava Girl movie? Yep. yep, that's delightful. He did. What, he did. what is the the market <laughs> looking for there? Well, I mean, he, he did all did, the Spy Kids. Say he did Spy Kids too. So, oh, that's true. Uh, all right, we are back to Kelly. What category do you want? Uh, I'll take fashion. And your decade is the fifties. And we have a question from Will Gilbert. Thank you, Will. Thanks, Will. That was like being in class and getting called on, but not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> Femme de Rochas. Arpeggio, Hypnotique, and Primitif. 
were all popular brands in the 1950s of what beauty product? Can you list them again? Mm-hmm. I probably butchered their names. Femme de Rochas, Arpe- Arpeggie, Hypnotique, and Primitif. Primitif, probably. Were types of what beauty product? Yes, that is what I'm asking. Um, perfume? Perfume is correct. Nice. Wow. All right, Will, let's get you some points on the board, sir. What category is that going to happen in? Uh, well, we'll go with TV, but this is not looking good. Well, you never know. Crazier things have happened. Unfortunately, you are also going to get the 50s. Three half-brothers helped Pa run the ranch in what popular Western series? You're not going to give me the name of the ranch? I am not. How about Bonanza? How about Bonanza is correct. I think you could have given me the name of the ranch. I didn't need to. Might have been easier that way. All right, Kelly, we've got music, toys and games, news and politics, literature and slang. I'll do toys and games. Well, the uh, dice are like in the 50s today. Incredibly popular in the 50s. What company's teddy bears were made in Chesham in Berkshire in England starting in 1915? I had one of these bears. (laughs) And my grandmother got it for me, but I don't know, so I'm just going to say Paddington. Paddington is incorrect. Will, can you steal? Uh, No, because Paddington was actually what I was going to say as a wrong answer. So, a company that makes bears in the 1950s, and it's a British company. Um, I have absolutely no idea about ungrateful colonialists. Grateful colonialist is incorrect. Sounds like a punk uh, band. The, <laughs> hey, that's a, that's a good idea. Uh, these were called, uh, the brand was called Chiltern. Wow. Chiltern teddy bears. Very, very popular. I don't know why anybody says your questions are hard, John. I think they're nuts. I think we're over to Will. Uh, let's go with news and politics. And you're going to get the 80s. All right. In 1986, what company became the first Korean automaker to enter the American market? They included models such as the Granger, the Excel, and the Sonata. Wow. I think I had it before that last one, but that last one sealed it up. It's Hyundai. I think that's how you pronounce it. Hyundai is correct. That was news and politics category? Yes. Okay. All right, Kelly, we got literature and slang. And music. I'll take slang. I really like playing with colors. She picks the terrible categories. This is nice. <laughs> you said slang, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, your decade is the 60s, and we have a question from Jamie Toon. Thanks, Jamie. While it's not the most popular song to use for this popular 60s phrase for an enjoyable situation... What song released in 1963 that had vocals consisting of well-timed belches was cr- that was credited to Mad Magazine's Alfred E. Newman? We're looking for the slang for an enjoyable event or an enjoyable time from the 60s that is also a song title. That is correct. That contains people belching that's attributed to the cartoon guy on the front of Mad, Mag- Mad Magazine. That is correct. Okay. <laughs> um, good God. Uh, I don't know. I finally understand the question, but I don't think I have an answer to it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I have nothing. All right, Will, can you steal? 
I have no idea whether I can steal. I'm literally going to ignore everything about that question, and I'm going to rewrite it in my head as name a word for a party in the 60s. Soiree. Soiree is incorrect. That was a good uh, guess. <laughs> this was, it's a gas. All right. Yes. Okay. I guess that does make more sense with the belching. Yeah. Uh, all right, Will. We got uh, literature and music. All right, music. All right. And it is the 80s. What 1989 song was initially inspired by a club outside of Athens, Georgia, called the Hawaiian Hale? Another inspiration for the song was thought to be a cabin nearby with a tin roof. Oh, okay. Uh, folks lining up outside just to get down. Everybody's moving. Everybody's grooving, baby. From the little shack. From the little shack. Love Shack. Love Shack is correct. Wait. For a minute there, I was concerned you were going to do the whole song. Nah, just a little bit. <laughs> All right. That, that leaves literature for Kelly. And it is also the 60s. What 1969 novel by Ursula K. Le Guin tells the story of a lone human emissary to winter, an alien world whose inhabitants spends most of their time without a gender? I wonder what the right one does. Um, can you read it one more time? Mm-hmm. What 1969 novel by Ursula K. Le Guin tells the story of a lone human emissary to winter, an alien world whose inhabitants spend most of their time without a gender. I wonder what the right one does. Uh, the left man. The left man is incorrect. Will, can you steal? Uh, no, but I'm going to go even more basic and say the left one. The left one is also incorrect. Right. Uh, but you did pick up uh, that I was looking for left. Uh, this was called The Left Hand of Darkness. Mm. That is the end of round one. Jody, what is our score? Uh, if I have mathed my math correctly, uh, Kelly has 20 and Will is just ahead with 30. All right. Well, let's see how they do in round two. All right. Well, since Will picked first in round one, Kelly, you're going to pick for Will to start off round two. What category would you like to give him? Um, Fashion. I no longer like playing with Kelly. <laughs> I didn't think you would. Well, let's see how uh, you do with your 80s fashion. If you liked Miami Vice, you probably liked these ultra-chic collapsible sunglasses. The name of what sports car was stamped in the upper corner of the oversized mirror lenses? I'm going to say Mustang. Mustang is incorrect. Kelly, can you steal? Can you read the question one more time? Mm-hmm. If you liked Miami Vice, you probably liked these ultra-chic collapsible sunglasses. The name of what sports car was stamped in the upper corner of the oversized mirrored lenses? I'm going to guess Ferrari. Ferrari is correct. <laughs> yes. Wow. I paid attention in the Formula One Miami Grand Prix. <laughs> All right. Well, Kelly got the steal, so now, Will, you got to give her a category. Oh, well, we'll give her uh, music. All right. And your decade is the 90s. And we have a question brought to you by Janelle alfstead Matson. Thank you, Janelle. This 1991 song may have peaked at number 14, but many remember it forever as the first ever, quote, virtual duet, as one of the two musicians had died in 1965. Mm. 1991 song, it peaked at number 14. 
died in 65. Um, I don't know. I don't really answer this. All right. Will, can you steal? I can, because you only want to know the, the people who sang it, right? Nat King Cole and Natalie Cole. Oh, you want to know the name of the song, you jerk. I want to know the name of the song. <laughs> I don't know the name of the song. I don't remember. Um, but I think it's that one. And I don't. I, I know it was a big song from Nat King Cole that she like dubbed herself in as a as a duet with her dad. But I don't. I can't name a single Nat King Cole song to save my life. I I think it had like a one word title. I don't think this is right, but I'm going to say memories. Memories is incorrect. Everything else you said was correct, Will. Uh, and I should know about the song, not this version of the song, but the original version of the song was my wedding song, what I danced to with my oh, wedding. Oh, really? Aww. And that was Unforgettable. Unforgettable. <laughs> Literally everything I said was right. I just couldn't remember, which makes as, sense. Oh, wait, as soon true. as you said Natalie Cole and Nat King Cole, I was like, oh, now I know what it is. Yeah. Now I can hear it in my head. I know that, yeah. All right. No points mm. there. And I think, Kelly, you're picking for Will? Yeah, let's give him toys and games. And it's going to be the 60s. This game. And yo-yo. Is that what your official answer? No. Okay. (laughs) This game was published by various companies as a pad and pencil game in the 1930s, but it was released as a plastic board game by Milton Bradley in 1967. The game has spawned electronic versions, video games, smart device apps, and one film. Battleship. Battleship is correct. Nicely done. I, I said that with a lot more confidence than I had. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Will, what do you want to give to Kelly? Um, well, we're to the point where there are things that everybody chose early on. So how about I give her slang because I don't want it. <laughs> not, uh, not a bad uh, idea. And it's going to be the 90s. What term was coined by a Detroit crime reporter who wanted an easier way to report R-A-U-D-A-A, which stood for Robbery, Armed, Unauthorized, Driving Away of an Automobile. What term? Yes. Carjacking? Carjacking is correct. That's a good guess, yeah. I grew up not far from Detroit. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Kelly, what do you want to give to Will? Uh, He can have the sports question. Thanks. Because I don't want it. All right. Well, let's see what he knows about his 70s sports. With the Steelers down 7-6 to six to the Raiders and only 22 seconds left to play in the 1972 AFC Divisional Playoff game, what player snagged a deflected pass off uh, – sorry, a deflected pass that miraculously ricocheted off a Raiders helmet? The play became known as the Immaculate Reception. <laughs> I already wrote that down as my answer. Who caught it? Oh, man, I don't know. I'm not a Steelers guy. I'm not even an AFC guy. Something's telling me Lynn or Lenny Dawson, so I'm going to say Dawson. Dawson is incorrect. Kelly, can you steal? I think it's hilarious that you have any confidence in me being able to steal this question at all. Um, (laughs) I'm still stuck on the fact that somebody called it the Immaculate Reception. (laughs) It's a good name. It's glorious. Um, So we're going to go with... Um, Damn it! Let's go with Jesus as the answer. Because <laughs> I don't know. Go with an ugly duckling. Uh, Jesus is incorrect. Oh, uh, man. Well, do you know who it is now? 
I, well, I, I'm not positive, but I think it's Lynn Swan, and that's where the Lynn was stuck in my head. Uh, actually, no, that is incorrect. It's actually oh, Fran- all right. It's uh, Franco Harris. Nope. Okay. All right. That's why I said the Ugly Duckling. I thought it was Swan. Uh, all right. Well, Jody, this wouldn't be an episode if I didn't get lost. Where are we? Uh, Kelly gave Will sports because she didn't want it. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, we've got uh, we've got food, literature, news, and politics, TV, and movies left. What do you want to give to Kelly? All right. Uh, looking at her, looking at me, I am quite confident that I know more about food than she does. So we'll give her food. <laughs> uh, it is the 90s. What British brand of ice cream dessert made by Unilever consisted of several rippled layers of ice cream separated by thin layers of sprayed-on compound chocolate? It was discontinued in the mid-90s, but reintroduced in the U.S. in 2021 under the Good Humor brand. All I can think of is Fudge Ripple. Fudge Ripple is incorrect. Will, can you steal? I, I need you to reread the question. I'm sorry. Sure. What British brand of ice cream dessert made by Unilever consisted of several rippled layers of ice cream separated by thin layers of sprayed-on compound chocolate? It was discontinued in the mid-90s, but was reintroduced in the U.S. in 2021 under the Good Humor brand. No, I absolutely cannot steal. Um, so it's a Good Humor. They make ice cream bars, and it's layers of ice cream with chocolate in between them, but it can't. But it wasn't around in, in 2020 or 2019, so it's old and new. Man, I have no idea. Uh, we're going to call it chocolate lasagna. Chocolate lasagna is incorrect that sounds so good though it's gonna be the next dessert i make (laughs) uh i definitely remember the commercials for this in the 90s because they made it seem like it was the most elegant thing in the world even though it really wasn't Uh, this was called vianetta Mm. oh my gosh i almost answered that but it didn't my my head vianetta didn't picture what you were what you were describing all right yeah there was a time in my youth when the epitome of sophistication was Vianetta ice cream exactly. and Grey Poupon mustard. Grey Poupon mustard, <laughs> yeah. Like, that was the bee's knees, man. All right. Uh, Kelly, I believe it is your turn to give a category yes. to Will. He can have literature. Uh, it is also the 90s. And this is a question brought to you by my son, Avery. Thank you, Avery. Thanks, Avery. In 1997... Dav Pilkey started a series about two kids who hypnotized their principal into becoming a superhero wearing nothing but a cape and his tidy whities Is there a question in there? <laughs> What's the name of the series? Uh, they wanted to name it Major Tidy Whities, but apparently there were some issues with uh, trademarks and whatnot, so they changed it to Captain Underpants. Captain Underpants is correct. Thank you, Avery. Yeah, Dave Pilkey is an amazing illustrator and a wonderful human being. Um, and they just had the 25th anniversary. That series is still going. Yeah, every time there's a new book, both my kids uh, still buy one. So, well, they only get one because I'll make them share because I'm not, I'll, I'll be darned if I'm going to buy How two. How dare of them. you? Uh, my brother right. and I got our own copies of Harry Potter when I came out. <laughs> no way. Yes, way. <laughs> Wait, my, my wife and I didn't even buy two copies of Harry Potter. I would, she would buy one and then I had to wait for her to finish reading it before I oh, could read hell it. Oh, no. Uh, all right, Will, uh, looks like we've got news and politics, uh, TV and movies left. Let's give her news and politics. All right. Well, it is the 50s. Nice. And we have another question from Janelle. Thank you, Janelle. 
1952, a team of nuclear scientists and American military personnel disassembled a Canadian nuclear reactor undergoing meltdown, with the leader personally lowering himself into the reactor to disassemble it by hand. Which American president was the leader of this team? You said 1952? Yes. Because it sounds like something he would do, because he's just that kind of person, maybe. I'm going to say Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter is correct. He served on a nuclear sub, too, I think. So shout out to my husband for telling me that Jimmy Carter was a nuclear technician. (laughs) Did you say future president? No, I just said what American president. Okay. All right. Uh, Will you get television? Okay. The 90s. It is the 90s. Come on, say by the bell. (laughs) This 90s spinoff has more Emmy wins with 37 than in the sitcom in history. Frasier is correct. (laughs) I believe that leaves movies for Kelly. Yeah. And your decade is the 70s. What 1972 film by Ralph Barsky was the first animated film in America to receive an X rating by the MPAA? Yeah, all of you, all of you trivia people seem to think that because my husband is obsessed with movies that I know anything about them. It's not just movies; it's X-rated cartoons. We assume that's your wheelhouse. I mean, I'm trying to decide if I've seen anything X-rated as a cartoon other than like Archer, <laughs> but I don't think Archer came out in the '70s. Um, it's a movie, uh, and it's a fully animated film. Mm-hmm. So it can't be Mary Poppins. No, I was thinking Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It was too early for that, but like my head got stuck on that. Um, was Life of Brian animated? I mean, I guess Life of Brian. Life of Brian is incorrect. I don't know. Well, can you steal? Uh, not a chance. Um, I am... Uh, Tossing in my head whether to guess something that I'm confident is funny and wrong or is a better guess and wrong. Uh, And I think I'm just going to share the funny and then guess the better guess. Uh, In my head, I was thinking Debbie does Disney. Um, But instead of that, I'm going to say Crumb. Crumb? Yeah, obviously it's not right. But yeah, C-R-U-M-B. I remember there was a movie in the 80s or 90s about an animator uh, and I think that movie was called Crumb, and I thought he made an animated movie. And it may be the same story, but it may have been titled something else. I don't know. Uh, Crumb is incorrect. Yeah, this was going to be a tough one if you didn't already know that this was the first one. Uh, and out of sheer curiosity, I did go look up some clips of this, and it is exactly as dirty <laughs> for the exact reasons that you'd think it would be for being rated X. Uh, but it's called Fritz the Cat. Oh, all right. Nope. That is the yeah. Don't don't go see it. It's it's horrible. (laughs) I should have said Debbie does Disney and just not even teed it up. Just said it. No worries. (laughs) All right, that is the end of round two. Jody, what is our score going into the final round? All right, so that round uh, was a tie, but we are going into the final. Kelly with fifty and Will with sixty. All right, so a very close game. Will, since you are in the lead, which category would you like to throw into the final round? 
Uh, we're going to do music. All right. And it will be the 50s. That's what I was banking on. And Kelly, what category would you like? Fashion, please. All right. And that will be the 90s. So, based on 50s music and 90s fashion, go ahead and write down your bids. My wager is locked in. I'm good to go. All right. Let's start with 50s music. In his 1959 song, in what West Texas town did country star Marty Robbins fall in love with a Mexican girl? And 90s fashion. This question is brought to you by Janelle Alfsted Matson. Thank you, Janelle. These jackets, popular in the mid-90s, looked like they were made from woven blankets with a single front pocket and slits up the sides. All right, while our contenders are thinking about their answers, I implore you, I beg you, I plead with you, uh, please go check out the bfopnetwork.com website to find all your nostalgic podcasting needs. we got a lot of great podcasts there, all different types, uh, talking about all different types of subjects of the things of the past that we are all nostalgic for. That's bfopnetwork.com. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. All right, Kelly, since you were behind, what were your answers to the questions? Um, so for the 50s, I don't know that many Texas towns. But Amarillo by Morning is a song, so I guessed Amarillo. Um, and for the fashion question, my guess was a poncho. All right, and Will. So I had a very, very similar line of thought. Uh, I wrote down Amarillo, uh, and then when I had you reread the question, I remembered, I think Amarillo by Morning is by George Strait. So because of that, I picked another West Texas town, of which I know one, so I guessed El Paso. Uh, for the 90s fashion, um, I also said Poncho. I know they had like three names, and I was trying to think of the one that I called them, but I, I liked in Poncho. Let's start with 90s fashion. Those particular jackets that were made from woven blankets were indeed called Ponchos. Also would have accepted Bajas, Mexican Baja hoodies, or a drug rug. I don't know why she put that as an acceptable <laughs> answer, but she did. None of those were what I was trying to come up with. I can't remember what we called them. Uh, and for uh, 50s oh, music... Yeah, we call them rugs. Rugs, okay. Yeah, okay. The 50s music, uh, the West Texas town in question is El Paso. Wow. Name a West Texas town, Down Will. in the West Texas town of El Paso, I fell in love with a Mexican girl. Uh, all right. So Not a clue. <laughs> Will, Will's going to be getting his bid, but let's find out what the final score is. Kelly, how much did you bid? 11. All right. Okay. And Will, how much did you bid? I bid seven because I wanted to try that third level strategy. I thought she was going to assume that I bet nine, so she was only going to bet two, so I only bet seven. <laughs> no, no. The fact that I counted how much there would be if I got it right and you got it wrong, that's as far as my strategy goes. <laughs> All I was right. like, we're, we're ready for third level. Like the trivia world has gotten comfortable with that second level. <laughs> it's time to move it up one. It's your first time playing against me. It's okay. I don't think that much. All right, Jody, do that math and let us know what is our final score. All right. Uh, if my public school education has done me well, uh, Kelly ends with 49 and Will with 87. Uh, it does not. Will has 67. Will six and, and she has 30, 39. I literally used a calculator. <laughs> Still messed it up. 
right, okay. you want to do that again? Yes, sure. Blame it on the rain. Go ahead and just. I mean, just, you could leave the wrong one in there. No, if you no, want. just just say it again. I'll just cut it to the right spot. All right. So at the end of the final round, Kelly ends with thirty nine, and Will with eighty seven. No, he's got sixty seven. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> he ended with sixty, and he only no. he only bet he only bid seven. But he got the two. Oh my god, I'm so stupid. I was giving them points for getting it right. Oh. <laughs> That's oh, why okay. my calculator math didn't work because I got yeah, actually, with, with, the, with those yeah, 30 points, it all adds up now. I get it. Yeah, that math is right. <laughs> See, public schools, man. Okay, so Kelly at 39. <laughs> Listening comprehension, it's fine. <laughs> God, that was always my best, too. I, I'm slipping. All right, so Kelly has 39 and Will has 67, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, Will third won. time's the charm. Third <laughs> time's the charm, yeah. Yeah, Will. All right, Will, congratulations, sir. Thank you, thank you. Uh, before I let the contender talk, I want to just give a huge shout out and thank you to my co-host, Miss Jody Steele, for coming on and helping me uh, do the math and everything. Thank you so much. Uh, you're welcome. I'm sorry my math wasn't better, but next time I'll study my pluses and minuses and come back better next time. In fairness, Jody, your math was perfect. It was your understanding of how the game works that, that wasn't up to par. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was my my core problem. <laughs> All right, Kelly, now is your time to uh, do any promotion or anything that you'd like. Well, today is Juneteenth. So if you don't know the history of it, go go take a look, do do a little bit of research, learn something new. Um, if you didn't already, because you know it's a trivia podcast, you should learn something new anyway. Um, but if you didn't, Google Juneteenth and, and learn something new today. And shout out to Brian. I love you, honey. I love you too, honey. No, oh, thanks. I was talking to Brian. <laughs> he says thank you. <laughs> I will. Since you are the winner, you get the last word, sir. Anything you would like to uh, promote or shout out? All right, I will. I will do both, uh, real quick. Uh, number one, anybody in Illinois who is looking for a family, criminal, or personal injury attorney, check out the law office of Hera and Dennison at hd-lawoffice.com. But more importantly, if you have listened forty-five minutes into a podcast about trivia, you've had fun, you've loved it, you've laughed, you look forward to this every week. Throw the Spies Boy some coins. Sign up to Patreon and support them. They spend their own money, their own time bringing you education. You can afford to drink one less Starbucks in a month. Will, you're our biggest shill, and I love you for it. <laughs> thank you, sir. All right. Well, thank you to Kelly and Will. That's Jody, and I'm John. This was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head to head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hey everybody, I'm Tim. And I'm Dean. And we're the hosts of Talking Back. We're a retro-based podcast covering movies, comics, video games, and more. Check us out every Monday where we hit the rewind button and dig into some of our favorite content from the past. We like to keep things fun, lighthearted, and informative. Do you feel like you need more nostalgia in your life? Then check out Talking Back. We're available everywhere podcasts are found.